Like here comes the boom though. We're, we're gonna talk about some stuff and things that you're like, damn, okay. US government's now investigating Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick, who got subpoenaed. That one's happening. Uh, this That's is the SEC, by the, the way. The SEC, That's, cool. That is, that is, Oof. don't fuck with the SEC. No. That's the Securities Commission, yep. and they look into fraud, and it's, it's, they, they were the ones who are, are at the top going after Elon Musk and getting him removed from the board of directors of, of Tesla and other things. Um, don't mess with them, and no. they are now involved in the fight. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcasts for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorgan. I'm joined today by our returning party members. Let's welcome back. Renfell. Everybody. Welcome back. The Nathan Napalm. Hello, everybody. Right. We were, uh, okay. I guess we'll get into this whole bit. We did things a little different today. We'll talk about it. But before we do dig into the show, got to give a big shout out to all the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping the parties bags packed, provision stock for all our adventures here on the show. Um, also, we do not have any call-ins for this week, but if you go to our Twitter over at the LFM show pinned to the top, you'll see all the links to all of our podcast places. You can go over there. You can click the links, go to iTunes. And if you do go to iTunes, you can give us a five-star review. It'd be greatly appreciated. Leave a comment. And if you do leave a comment, we'll read it on the show. Um, we'll also play messages on the show. If you call into one five three nine six six four six eight zero one, you can do that. You can shoot us a mail over at the LFM show at Gmail and some grunt somewhere in the uh, out there in the world will get it to us when they're good and ready on on grunt time. I'm sure. Friends, we're gonna catch up with the cast. So we did things a little different today. Um, usually I do this, and then afterwards I stream a bit. Um, we do the show live on Twitch. So if you're if you're not here when we're live, you definitely are missing out um, on a lot of the fun things because you just miss out on the visuals. Sometimes we share. You miss out on what what Renfell's doing with his hands. It's a little questionable. It only makes sense if you're here and you understand what that means. Uh, inside joke. Inside, inside joke. joke. You've heard about nostalgia balls. We're going to talk about nostalgia <laughs> balls a little bit today. For example, well, why don't we just start with what we've been doing now, Nathan? Yeah. We we were slightly delayed by just any bit, but to be fair, <laughs> but to be fair, I was doing things different and streaming a game to Diablo Two Resurrected, mm. right? Mm, tasty. tasty. So can't really can't really start. I mean, we're gonna get into what's been going on this week, but before we do, Renfield was hanging out in my channel. I know while I was streaming and playing it, and I was running around in it, dude. I, it's not just a little re like a remastered HD version. Like you can toggle between the old visuals and aesthetics to the current one. The cinematics are completely redone. Like they're really nice. I mean, damn, dude, oh, yeah. they did Diablo two right so far from what I can tell. And I don't know what's your feedback, Nathan. Dude, let me just say something. Let me yeah. just say something. If Blizzard Activision would have been doing things like this for the past yeah. seven, ten years. Yep. 
then they, we would love them. All right. Mm. Like the stuff that's going on. And I'm not talking about, I'm not right. talking about the drama. Right. I'm not talking about that. Right. Like that, that's, I'm just talking about the developers. Cause we're talking about, we're not talking about management here. We're talking about the developers yeah. making yep. something awesome. Diablo two resurrected is freaking awesome. Let me just say this. When Diablo 2 came out, it was a big deal. You yeah. play online with friends. It was it was pretty epic for 1996 or whatever it was. But I did not expect a game that I played to death back in the day that just because it looked a little better that I would right. fall in love with it, right? But it is so well done, dude. That it's It feels like it is exactly Diablo 2, but it feels better somehow. Like yeah. It feels modernized. It yep. feels like a brand new this is diablo right here right like diablo 3 eh. diablo 2 re resurrected this is freaking diablo dude yeah classic addiction yep i uh i i went through the beginning stuff and things did about an hour and 20 or whatever of it and uh i got a shout out to the to the blizzard team because they actually just sent me a key nice i was like what okay thanks which was interesting because it wasn't actually my chat, my email link to my Blizzard account. It was actually the email link to where this show is posted, where mm -hmm. videos and stuff like the Simorgh HQ YouTube. That's the email it was sent to, and it was from the devs. I was like, "Oh, wow, okay." I didn't expect that. That was a bit of a curveball, right? Because I didn't think I didn't think I'd actually like it. I'm being really honest. I didn't think it was gonna make a damn bit of difference to me. Because I thought I played Diablo 2, no big deal, whatever. I was actually sucked into that game on my stream today. And I was, I, it felt like a new game, but you know it isn't because you've done it. The fact you can like in the middle of gameplay, hit a button and toggle between the old visuals and the new version is really cool, man. Yeah. And it yeah. feels, it feels the same, but it feels like a very new game. Yeah. So this is like, this is how you do it right. This is how you go back. You take an old game, you bring it and you renew it for the current era of gaming. This is how you do it right. So yeah. shout out to the, look, what's going on with Blizzard. That's a, we're going to talk about some stuff around that today. Cause here comes the boom. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Name of the <laughs> name of today's show. Here comes the boom ready or not. We're going to dig into it in a little bit, but to the Blizzard devs that worked on this, you can tell I am actually going to play this all the way all the way through again. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I'm 100% oh, yeah. going to do it. It feels it feels good, man. It feels yeah. right. It, this is the right kind of nostalgia bait. Mm -hmm. Right. This isn't nostalgia bait because usually nostalgia bait is like. We want to bait you in to exploit you somehow, in my opinion, right? This is bringing true nostalgia back to the players who like the game, in my opinion, yeah. as someone who played it before. This is, so to the Blizzard devs who worked on this game, you can see the love that went into it in, from my perspective, and I'm playing it. I'm going to play it all the way through oh, yeah. again. Me too. And, and I just want to say, like, yeah. you know, you can compare apples and oranges all you want. Sure. Um, but, like, you know, it may not be available on phones like Diablo Immortal. Oh God, dude! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, Good choice, by the way. <laughs> if this if this is a if this is a showing of what we can expect from Diablo Four, please 
please let this be a showing for what we can expect for Diablo 4 because mm. you'll notice that Diablo 4 is going back to this kind of art style. I did it's notice. Not, it's not continuing the Diablo 3 art style. So, mm. man, oh, man, if this is the way you guys are going to roll from here on, I'm on board. I'm on board. This is this is that. that yeah. It's just it's just this is the old blizzard, man. This is this is what they used to do. It is, stuff man. like this. But it's is. worth noting too, I think, that this this they only had the one studio working on this particular project. Yeah. And I think that that's one of those examples of if you have a focused team doing yeah. one thing and then instead of spreading everybody too thin. Right. Yeah, they bought that company, right? It's like that company that this is what they do. They remake mm -hmm. games. They did Tony Hawk. I uh, can't think of the name of that company, but um yeah. Master classes, man. Jeez, dude. Which I guess let's go ahead and back it up here. Let, let's back it up. We're gonna get into some stuff related to Blizzard today for sure. But um before we dig into all of that, what y'all been up to the past week? What's really been what's been going on? Let's catch up a little bit, right? I mean, I'm freaking excited about the Diablo 2 re re resurrected. It it feels good. I'm gonna play it and I'm a proponent of it already. It only took an hour or so for me to go, this feels good, man. This feels right but i got stuff to share about the week what about you guys what's been going on you want to go first nathan i'll go i'll sure. go after sure i um so i'm in the classes 101 uh we're weekly we play uh mmo mm. so we just got we did a one time one offer and played um dc universe <laughs> oh it's okay been a i minute. mean if you like you like superhero games it's yeah. okay um but, I enjoyed uh, it. That's, we just needed something to play before New World launches next week, which is what we'll be doing uh, for a while after saw that. that. Yeah, um, saw that. And I and I have a guild. Uh, if you're playing New World, you want? Are you playing it, Sam? You're not playing it, right? My my guild virtue is playing. They've got an alliance oh. and all that stuff. Yeah. But you know, you feel free to share yours too, though, because you know anyway, it's good for people to have options. Yeah, if you're a Pantheon fan, that's mainly mainly, uh, mm -hmm. or if you're looking for just a good group of people um, that's going to play it more in an old school kind of fashion, um, then uh, we do have a guild yeah. going. Um, and there's a video on my channel you can check out all the links for that. And that's that's really it. Diablo Two is going to maybe ruin me. This might be the end. Of it. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of going. I'm kind of going. Shit, this is unexpected playtime that I think I'm committed to. Not a bad thing though. It's good, right? No, it's not. Yeah. What about you, Renfell? Um, I'm just head down with my brother and my wife. We're getting all the stuff for tabletop and everything else. Just published chapter six this morning. Nice. I actually talked to a few artists today because we're hiring. If anybody's listening to the show now or anything else, if you are a 2D character artist who likes doing like D and D characters, races, classes, stuff like that, mm -hmm. um would happen to hear from you just ping me on discord or something um because we are actively looking to hire somebody to work with us for um the races and classes for the source book and the modules and stuff um mm. so we're getting all that stuff prepped i did last weekend and i know you i sent it to you guys and and was squealing like a little girl um my brother sent me the first qa build last friday and I woke up at like 4.30 on Saturday morning like a kid at Christmas and spent like four hours just going through the the demo of the point and click we've got. And then he told me today, I don't, I don't, he hasn't updated me yet, but he said he was compiling the next QA build and he was doing some stuff to it and he's supposed to get it uploaded tonight. So theoretically, 
I've got my next QA build tomorrow to go through and see if he got all the bugs wiped out. And then I did a lot of editing and stuff for the text and updated some of the dialogue and stuff. So we got that going on. And then um, I was going to do Diablo 2, but then he sprung me last night was like, hey, I want to do Star Wars Republic for our winter gaming session because we play every every year we play something for four or five months in the winter. And usually it's Lotro. Um, sometimes EQ2, we've done Star Wars Old Republic, but like three years ago. And so I thought that meant, you know, late October, early November. And then I wake up this morning to a barrage of text messages <laughs> of him sending me all these screenshots of his characters. And then like two oh, hours man. later, he's like, I may have already subbed. And I was like, what happened to waiting until like November? <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, man, we're starting now once a week. And then we'll go to two times a week once we get to <laughs> October, happening. November. And I was like, well, I guess that means... I don't have as much free time as I thought. Because <laughs> um, then I've also, yeah, I'm still trying to finish up Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. I'm still neck deep in uh, Final Fantasy 14. And also um, New World's coming out next week. So I'm just sitting here going, how the fuck do I balance all of that? At the very least, he only he can only play once a week right now. So, uh, but yeah, I'll be doing that. So but that, that's been, it's just been lots of uh, lots of that going on. Yeah, um, just everything ready for the for the project dream and stuff. Yeah. Oh, because we got a and then we have a meeting with our lawyer mid October. So I think we're really close. I'm thinking mid to late October, we'll be able to release the branding on all that stuff. So we'll have the websites live, all the social media, new YouTube and the demo will be available. So that's really, really soon, man. Oh, you guys. And I'm torn, by the way, for those of you listening, before I go into Sim, I got mm-hmm. to jump real quick, because yeah. I was thinking I was going to game with your community, uh-huh. but, then, but then Nathan's community yeah. is going Syndicate. Oh. But, but, the community, but the community wanted to do Syndicate, so I'll do, you know, I'll roll with the community, but I would have been a Covenant if it would have been my choice, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm torn, I don't know where I'm going yet, um, but also I'm just kind of waiting to see, because now I got to find out what night my brother wants to play star wars on and Man. once i figure that out i'll know when i have time to play new world but i won't be playing new world that much it'll be two nights a week max i'm gonna be a very casual player because i got too many other things going on with with all this stuff being said man uh looking at the past week for me i have done a lot of work on esohq mm-hmm. and I'm pretty excited about it. And what really has been invigorating about that is I feel like we're in this moment where I'm going to be talking about this is a good time to be gaming, I feel like. I feel like yeah. there's some very positive changes that are that have been coming. Um, and the Elder Scrolls Online announced some of those changes. By the way, those screenshots you shared the other day. I'm not an ESO player but right now because I'm so deep in Final yeah. Fantasy. Those screenshots are the shit. Like that, I, I got to give it to the ESO mm-hmm. team because they have one of the most consistent art teams in the industry where they just crank out so much fucking content. And it's yeah. all always visually stunning. Always. It doesn't ever feel like they've repeated too much you know there's obviously some crossover here and there but they've got a really sweet ass uh art team yeah and it uh, like you said it always matches their theme like from mm-hmm. launch to yeah. today it all like when you go to a new area it still feels 
like the same exact people did that art, right? It does. And, um, oh man, there's like a lot of good news here. So uh, it's like a little bit of over overload for me because so the elder, the elder scrolls online, the person that did their narrative design. So the past week, there's been like a couple big announcements that work well for the, both of the games that I basically am creating content around right now. I do the Elder Scrolls Online, I do Ashes of Creation. And that's pretty much going to be it for the long haul, aside from any games I do on the side here and there. And so the person who worked on narrative design, we're talking like significant work on the story since ESO's launch, is coming to work on narrative for Ashes of Creation. That was announced. So that was yep. a huge, huge plus. Then the Elder Scrolls Online announces update 32, which is essentially working to address the power creep. But there's like always been this issue when you go and you're trying to get geared up on your character. There's this problem where they added this collection recently, like a while back collections where you can essentially collect all the gear sets and you can use transmute crystals to craft these things with the traits that you want, right? So you can collect them. You don't have to have tons of this stuff in your bank in your character's inventory anymore. And it's that was really great. But the problem is, is you go in and you need a staff, right? And there's like, let's say there's like, you know, 12 pieces of gear for the set or something, right? You go in there, you get all the armor set stuff, you get a few jewelry pieces, but the weapons just won't drop because it's all RNG based. Mm -hmm. So you go into a daggum dungeon, you go over and over and over and over and over, and you're working on a build and you can't get the damn weapon to drop. Forget it with the tray. You just can't get the damn weapon that you need to drop. Well, here's the thing. They're making an adjustment to their, to essentially to how things drop. And it checks your inventory essentially on that, uh, on that collections that you've been collecting. And if there's like three weapons missing that you have yet collected, you're guaranteed in the next three runs, those next, those next three are going to drop. So it fills up your collection. And then after that, it goes back That's to being cool. Right, it cuts down on that grindy, just really punishing nature. Yeah, it still keeps the randomness there, but it yep. it it's like you'll get a random assortment of things that you need yep. instead of random assortment of shit that you're never gonna use. Yep. Um, that I actually think that's a cool way to do RNG. Yeah, and it's good because it, you can fill up your collection. Once your collection's filled up, then it goes back to random cycling again. But the thing is, at that point. If you just needed a, a sword, you already collected the sword. And if you don't like the trait, you could re-roll it with your transmutes. Or later, if you need it on another character, you can craft it with your transmutes. So that just, that was a huge win for me. Then they also announced something else. Freaking dude. They are making it to where you can, They it's a free station that you can pull from your... Uh, uh, your collections or whatever, your housing items, essentially. And you could place down a free table that everybody gets that allows you to set up specs at a table. So it takes into account your gear, your champion points, your whether you have vampirism or lycanthropy or not. It takes those things in there and you can create builds on there and swap between your builds with this thing. Then, of course, they added the thing where it's like, oh, but you can also buy our handy dandy care like npc you can summon of course there's a little bit of money in that yeah. fine but still in the middle of a raid it's like oh we lost our tank and someone go tank someone could teleport back to their home which is free by the way 
teleport back to your party, which is also free, by the way, and respec real quick to another build to essentially play to fill that role now. This is like, this is pretty big. And then, then on top of that, NVIDIA didn't even announce this, but what is it? The DL, what's it called? DSAA? Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's anti-aliasing. That's I don't remember coming. where I saw that press release, mm-hmm. but I did see a press release about that like four or five days ago. Um, and yeah, I don't yeah. remember who announced it. Um, it came from them. Cool. Like it came on their stream. So NVIDIA didn't even announce that they let the dev team basically do the announcement nice. for them. So I was sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute, what? So this is, from my perspective, going to help significantly with the game's aging. Yeah. Appearance, right? Yeah. And this is for NVIDIA cards only. Right, I know that it already looks amazing, even yeah. ten year old games. So. Yeah, it does. I was playing it last night. Yes, that's a game I always go back to and play mm-hmm. every once in a while. But um, I was playing it last night and was just Jeez. like, man, game looks good, man. Um, when you crank up the graphics, dude, it looks good. And and actually, I would argue that unless you have a differing opinion on the actual art style, right? Mm-hmm. There's not many MMOs that look this good. Like no. New World maybe could compete, but it's brand new coming out next mm-hmm. week. Um, but once again, that's going to depend personally. on your. Yeah, it's going to depend on your artistic style. Like True. I think that the the armors and stuff, and even the mobs look way cooler in ESO than the New World, from what I've seen. So, yeah, it's still it's still a top contender for best looking MMO for sure. And I mean, this helps with the game's age, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking you're implementing this stuff in this is new tech and they're gonna get it to test it out in their game first and on top of that the game already looks really good so this is gonna help with those like really sharp edges for people that don't understand what this dla tech is the anti-aliasing tech so it's basically going to work to tackle that so when you talk about an mmorpg that's out like if it if long-term mmorpgs get this tech your game's not going to age as it's not going to age the same way, which is, you know, if you have the card and can take advantage of the technology, obviously is a key component, yeah. but that's to me really big. So these were like really big announcements. And then they're making some changes to like uh, proc sets and working on the power creep. And that was a big ass announcement for me. So I was like freaking excited. And then I jumped in on the PTS, which are the screenshots that Renfell's talking about. I jumped in on the PTS. I'm a massive Oblivion fanboy. It was my favorite Elder Scrolls game. I jumped in there and ran around and I was freaking to the moon, dude. It looked so good going in the Deadlands, man. Like that, though, I got... I can't even put into words like you want to talk about nostalgia, man. It it hit every 10 out of 10 every mark delivered on the aesthetics that, that I would want to picture when I go into that realm. And they just tenfold delivered. And I'm I've never been this excited for a game update. Like in a long ass time. It's I'm the most excited for this this update for content that they've had for this game since launch. You know, I gotta say something. So Blackwood, which is the yeah. most recent, they call it chapters, right? Um, the side quests in Blackwood are freaking phenomenal, dude. That's what I was running around doing um, last night. They're really well done. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times, you can kind of see the twist coming, kind of thing. If you've been playing those scrolls for a while, you kind of yeah. see what's happening. Yep. But but the way they play out. To be side quests is really good, man. They've really, 
that game's fun, man. That game's fun just to dive into and just quest in. I agree, man. <sighs> okay. We get we started with a whole lot of excitement and hype, right? <laughs> like, like here comes the boom, though. We're we're gonna talk about some stuff and things that you're like, damn. Okay, U.S. government's now investigating Activision Blizzard Bobby Kotick, who got subpoenaed. That one's happening. Uh, this That's is the SEC, by the, the way. The SEC, That's, cool. That is that is. Oof. Don't fuck with the SEC. No. That's the, Securities Commission, yep. and they look into fraud, and it's it's they they were the ones who are are at the top going after Elon Musk and getting him removed from the board of directors of of Tesla and other things. Um, don't mess with them, and no. they are now involved in the fight. Yeah, and I just want to say real quick, YouTube creators, the FCC is directly involved in the individual accounts on YouTube, so like yep. actual content creators can get in a whole world of hurt from breaking rules. So like all those YouTube rules that used to just used to just be like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of a big deal now. Um, the FCC is not, not somebody you want to mm -hmm. piss off. <laughs> yeah. So definitely make sure you're working it within the realm of, you know, what you're right. allowed to do. Right. You know, uh, that was a big one. Then there was another one, which was, I think even after that, if I'm not mistaken, Oh, it's been like boom, boom, it's like boom, chain of week. chain reaction and stuff related to Blizzard, yeah. right? So there was that one. Then Blizzard Entertainment Chief Legal Officer resigns. Yep. yep. Right. After in the three years. Of... Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like, peace out. I do not want to be forefront of this. I do not want to be involved. This is so bad. I need to bail before I get sucked into this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that did not look it doesn't look good for them on that front when you're lead when you're lead legal says peace out yep, right deuce. in the middle of a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody's like i'm out deuces we're done here peace peace homies overwatch 2 chief leaves activision blizzard uh it was it was all like within a 24 48 hour span just like yeah boom 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 yep and Not then and yet. then mm -hmm. and this one was one i haven't had a chance to even look at it was on i saw it on playstation playstation and this was the Blizzard Activision uh, Blizzard CEO response to news of SEC subpoenas. So I haven't even gotten to look at this one yet. Yeah, but I haven't read it. Comment earlier <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> so I'm gonna look at that one right now. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't looked at it yet? No. What was your oh, comment? Boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so I mean, he's just saying basically like, hey, we're trying to create a a, a great workplace environment for everybody that works at Blizzard or whatever, and it's like. Yeah, I, you apparently have been creating a very great work environment for assholes. Like, you know, like you're supposed to make a good work environment for everybody who works there. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I kind of feel like they're going to say whatever they need to say in public. Right. To make it look like everything is A-OK. -okay. Because remember... The most important thing to Blizzard Activision is not the fans, it is the investors. And they want to keep the investors happy because the moment that investors get unhappy, we have already seen, it was a few weeks ago, some of the investors have already started their own, um, they've got the SEC involved in a securities fraud investigation and a securities fraud lawsuit that's independent of the California lawsuit for the sexual harassment and everything else going on. 
And that's just a small portion of the investors. So if they continue to do things that make the investors upset or nervous or whatever, you're going to see more of that type of action. And if enough of the board, if enough of these guys rise up, you know, they, I don't know the exact corporate structure, but Celtic could find himself without a job at some point. Um, you know, and which might not necessarily be a bad thing. Um, but of course there's severance packages and everything else that have to be considered. But uh, yeah, the, anything that Blizzard says, I don't, and this goes back to the developers aren't the ones at fault for this because mm-hmm. look at what they just did with Diablo two. Those people put their heart and soul into it and they made a great fucking game. Yeah. This is corporate. This is like, it. there's a, I know you've all seen it. There's that, um, it's a meme photo from years ago of like a bunch of birds on a light pole. And it's like, there's a bunch of birds on the bottom rung, a fewer birds on the second rung, fewer on the third, and then one bird at the top. And the ones at the bottom are just Mm -hmm. covered in shit. And then the ones above are slightly less covered in shit. The ones above slightly Mm -hmm. less shit. And the guy at the top has no shit at all. And it's just like, that's corporate structure. You know, that's lizard activism. It's like, it's Bobby Kotick at the top saying, oh, ain't no shit on my shirt. And that's um, how and that's how it works. That that is I haven't corporate. seen that meme, but that's genius. Oh, really? That's, okay. that's how yeah. everything works with corporate, right? It's like yeah. if the starting, the beginner people are at the bottom man, and everything bad just goes right on right. down. Right? Downhill. Like, yeah. Classic, classic thing. I had one more like this one I wanted to share, but I totally forgot about about it until just now, which actually one of our one of our homies here who's watching the show live, um, Dean Frozen was the one that actually sent this to me. And it is that world. It's this one right here. I'm going to link it. Right. And it was on PC Gamer. But it's just it's just a, it's just strange, man. Like the, some of these steps don't really doesn't really make sense to me. Like World of Warcraft paintings are changed to cut back on sexual content there was yeah. literally have you, at, seen, have you guys seen what they it, did yes it's the most hilarious thing it's, in gaming history dude they took all the paintings of women and changed them to fruit they were just like hey wait a minute that's a woman make her a bowl of fruit it, it, what a reaction to have to this whole mess than to change women to fruit you know I mean, it's like, there's nothing like there's this one, right? A separate painting of a woman in a V cut. And the thing is, is that one of like a woman laying down, it's like so blotchy. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a blotchy painting. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with art of a, of a woman's physique. There's like literally nothing wrong with that. Right. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Right. That, that doesn't solve the, the problem's not in the game. <laughs> the problem's in your, in your company. Yeah, go check that Cosby suite. That's the problem. Right. Not the not the paintings in World of Warcraft that might have showed like maybe a tiny little line here, right? Yeah. Like that 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 wasn't nobody was offended by that. That wasn't the issue. Yeah, there's like and some of this stuff here's like, what, dude? And there's like another one of like this woman who's got like a V cut sort of dress down the middle, and they went and they clothed her up to her cleavage. And you're like there's there's nothing wrong with that. Like the the problem isn't with your paintings, guys. It's it's not with having women paintings. Like some, you know, that can, art can be beautiful, right? It, there's plenty of art that's beautiful that has the same elements to them. The problem isn't your paintings in your game. No one's complaining about your paintings in your game, right? People are complaining about how you treat your staff and the problems of how you're treating your employees in the studio, like in the Blizzard headquarters. That's the issue. 
Like so, no, seeing dude. seeing no, this wait. is just like oh. you gotta read. You gotta read the whole article though. Actually, they took all the women that work in Blizzard and turned on the bowls of fruit too. It wasn't just the paintings. <laughs> they they figured I'm just gonna go all the way through with this, oh, and they replaced them all. Jeez. That was their solution. That was their solution. Unbelievable. It's like including removing references to sacks and hoes in quests. You know, those are, those are normal things, too, that don't have to be made into those references. So it's just like, yeah, it's just so strange. I get I get like some of the, the references, though, to like maybe employees in the game and some of that sort of stuff like that. I can kind of understand if yeah. like those people were like people in the company who are doing things and you had like an NPC named after them. Like I get yeah. like removing them out of the game and stuff, but like a painting dude, a painting, a trivial painting in a dungeon that no one's even complaining about. Right. Doesn't yeah, it, didn't even it, notice. It know? doesn't solve the problem you're facing in the real world, homies. Like that's address that. Right. Address. I that. hope they bring that up in court. I hope they bring that up in court. Like, right, but yeah. look at some of the changes. We've made. My favorite was game. the love. My favorite was the love rocket. Like they had to get rid of the oh, love yeah. rocket. Uh, oh yeah. Which you know some of these things I I get it, but yeah, hose and shovels is ridiculous because like, that's what? that's up to personal interpretation. It yeah. is. It's just like blanket though, right? Blanket over everything yeah. to cover the ass and, and you know what it not you you know what it feels like when companies get in trouble for some stuff that they just obviously mm. shouldn't have done right it seems like what they do is they're like let's make as many people suffer as possible let's not you know we're suffering so let's make the players suffer let's make everybody suffer you know like when there's a problem at, at a corporate company something bad happens and unlike blizzard uh, the higher-ups decide to do something about it. it it does seem like that their solution is just like causes as much pain to everybody you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what's up with that, but it's like, that's, that's how, that's how big companies handle things. They're like, we'll come up with the worst solution that is just as dumb as possible. Does technically have to do with what happened, but in a really obscure kind of ridiculous way. Man, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Us humans, man. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to play Diablo too. <laughs> you know that's what i'm gonna do yeah it's like i and i think it's there's nothing wrong with enjoying a game by the company because that's really the developers you know i think about that i'm like that's the developers that's the people i view that as supporting the development team just as much as you are the actual studio uh, publisher whatever you want to call it like these people earn a living making games and doing the de game development you know, there's nothing wrong with appreciating what they worked hard on. That's not the same as, you know, sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like supporting the upper management that's doing a shitty job or something, right? Yeah. You know, it's not the same thing. Yeah. You're kind of supporting their career yeah, because, true. you know, like if it's a failure because of some stupid, ignorant decisions that Blizzard made, then that's not good for their resume anymore, right? Like they can't say I was the lead. Um, art mm, art right. director of Diablo 2 Resurrected because that was a fail, right? doesn't matter how good the game is. It was commercially a failure, so that screws up their resume right. for the future. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think these people are going to need some good resumes um, with everything going on. Yeah. Yeah, it does beg the question of whether or not Blizzard's a company you even want to work at at I the know. moment um, until 
and again, the the not talking about changes within the game of right. World of Warcraft, but looking at the corporate issues that are going on. That's the stuff that that makes investors and yeah. potential employees and current employees very nervous. Yeah. The 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 reaction to stuff. This is just broad painting to eliminate anything that could potentially be brought up in the lawsuit um, and used against them in a court of law. So they're going to whitewash anything and everything that might even be remotely considered offensive in World of Warcraft. Um, they got caught shredding a bunch of documents already too, right? Yep. Oh, well, right. accused anyway. Accused Allegedly is what they said. Allegedly, yeah. 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 We well, talked I'm about sure that they were. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's no, yeah, a given, I think. Yeah, that's a moonlight job. Uh, you want some overtime tonight? We got a, we got a little moonlight gig going in the offices. Jeez, man. You got the chief <laughs> legal to... officer dipping out on you like that. You know, it's like that doesn't instill confidence that you got a good case. Nope. nope. No, no. Jeez, dude. In happier yeah. news. <laughs> in happier news. Howard Shore is reportedly joining Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, I was pretty stoked yeah. when I saw that and sent it to you because wow. if that's the case, I know there's been some upset because it moved production from New Zealand to the UK. Mm -hmm. But I think that this should instill confidence back into the project that so I don't know how many people have done a deep dive into what he did for the music for Lord of the Rings. It, I believe, to this day is still the most, um, like, technically challenging and vast soundtrack that has ever been created for a movie because he did so many, and I don't know the musical terms for this, so I apologize, but he did different themes for everybody and everything, and there are more themes within the Lord of the Rings soundtrack than, like, any other movie I think still to this day, because wow. you've got, you know, you've got elven themes, you've got dwarven things, then you've got themes for Elrond, themes from Arwen, themes for Aragorn, themes for each individual member of the fellowship, themes for this, that, and the other. And it's just yeah, like locations and yeah, locations like the Rohan. Oh my God. The, 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 ah, just that scene when you first get into the two towers and there's that panning shot and you've got that the the um why am i blanking on the name of where theoden had his uh kingdom uh, not not rohan itself but up on the hill there oh my God. but that sweeping shot you know just the music everything oh so yeah that would be really cool if he um um if he does the, if he ends up doing that for sure that's going to be a win for them cuz that'll guarantee like emmy wins at next year's well not next year it'd be the year after but yeah Jeez, pretty exciting, dude. It's like it's actually a really good tie into uh, some conversation that we're we're actually having on the. This is one of those topics that we're going to be talking about on the Pathfinder podcast, the Ashes Pathfinder podcast, on Sunday because one of my co-hosts on that show, Daedalus, was actually talking about some of the same stuff, talking about music and games and how that's like influential. And Bear McCreary is working on the Ashes and Creations. Oh, Bear, stuff. dude, Bear has gone. He's gone from oh. fucking Battlestar Galactica yeah. to like every single science fiction, fantasy, or historical fiction oh, show man. that you've ever seen on TV. And then, oh, by the way, I'm also going to do God of War and all these other games. <laughs> yeah. And it's like everything the guy touches. Oh, by the way, He-Man and all this yep. other shit. It's like he just can't stop 
Like he's he's such a badass. I follow him yep. on Facebook. His behind the scenes stuff is so fucking cool. Wow. Like I still to this day love the hurdy gurdy stuff when he was talking about when he came up with the theme for Black Sails and like just randomly was like playing with the instrument and was like, oh my god, I think I have something here. And then adding in the voices and the chanting and oh, it's so good. Yeah, um, the guy's a legend, dude. Yeah, Bear, Bear is a badass. God, dude, it's just it's a good time, man. There's so many good things coming out. You got the Will of Time coming, and th- freaking, I'm talking about the same stuff we talked about because I can't help it. Will of Time in November, Witcher in freaking December, right? There's something else in December I can't think of right now. Isn't the damn say, Dune movie out now? Isn't it? Out yeah, too? Dune's next month. Next month. The only okay. I will say there was a slight hiccup on Wheel of Time because they have apparently this just got announced about 48 hours ago, maybe 72 hours oh, ago. No. They're recasting. Matt Calhoun, who's like one of the principal four main characters, they had to recast him for season two. There's no what? reason given. Um, they just said because they're already in season two production and they had to recast the role of Matt, which I'm like sitting here going, no, because he's like my favorite character in the book. And I, we hadn't even gotten a chance to see Dang. what he did in the first. And the rumors are that it had nothing to do with his performance. Right. It It's probably related to the fact that it's a check shoot and maybe some family or personal issues going on that just conflicted with him being able to continue doing this huge commitment um because if they're going to go through with that i mean they're already in season two i mean this this could have been the thing where they said look we need to lock you in for seasons two three four and five you're going to be busy for the next four years and he's like oh shit you know i can't because of this we don't know yet but i do not to rain on that parade but uh I'm still stoked for Wheel of Time, but now I'm nervous too. I'm like, no, you're already recasting main character. No, and that's rough, man, for that to happen to this series. I mean, yeah, it seems like it would have to, because usually when you when when an actor or actress goes into a, a, a series like this, you know, well ahead of time, there's discussion of like this is going to be a long term commitment. We need to keep people on board because when you do that, when you go, when you dig into something as epic as this, it would same for the the Tolkien universe series coming out right next year. What September next year is the game plan, right? It, when that comes out, like you don't want to switch those characters either. Like you need to keep right. the same face if, if at all possible. Yeah. And it's a really risky move too, right? Like, because if you've got a really key character right. for upcoming seasons and things, and it's like, you can do contracts, all that kind of stuff, right? But we're talking about real life here, right? Like scary things can happen. Um, Especially in today's day and age, yeah. Yeah, exactly, to where it's like, man, it's 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 just scary to me. The more True. I think about like being in that role where you're the guy that has to kind of mm-hmm. uh, you know, set those um, expectations of the story and, and the characters are going to be in them and the whole future of the freaking uh, franchise at that point is riding on – that these people return or can return um, to, to do the filming, man, that's a, that is a nightmare. Mm. I saw a comment in chat too, about the expanse is also the final seasons is December as well. Gruntag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. I thought the final, I thought the most recent season that just aired was the final one for the meantime, or was I mistaken on that? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to take his word for it. He's a pretty big fan. (laughs) Yeah, eat. if he's if he, he oh, might know more than season I six, his final is coming up. Okay, okay, there you go. Okay, that's what I might have been mistaken on because yeah, um, I'm a little behind on that. Yeah, uh, I'm behind on seasons on that one. I think I've gotten through three of them, but it was really well. Good. I'm, I'm up to speed on the the yeah. show, but I you know I've watched all the episodes, but I wasn't sure about the upcoming season. Mm. 
Mm. For some reason, I was thinking the most recent one was the one because I remember reading a report where the showrunners and the authors came on and said, hey, you know, yes, technically the show is ending. Or it's coming to a pause for the moment, but it hasn't been canceled. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, we still have stories that could be told with the rest of the books, but we're waiting to see some other things. So, I, you know, we'll wait and see. It'll be interesting to see. I love The Expanse. It's it's. That's I, I I always tell everybody that's the coolest sci-fi show I've watched since the reimagined Battlestar Galactica. It really is a great show. Yeah. Um, it's actually one of the few shows where I've watched it and haven't read the books. Um, and they're on my list for this winter. Um, because damn, it's a good show. Jeez, man. And I would like to say that it all spun out. It was all created by uh, um the the guy who is the main world builder from the two authors. It's all based on a tabletop game. Really? Yeah. Jeez, man. I do feel like it's a good time to be into into the things that we're into. Like, I mean, there's just so many good things coming out. And like, yeah, I mean, do you, the thing is with the iconic characters in a, in a series, though, like you could pull it off. I think of I think it's tricky. You got to get the right people. You've got to ensure that they are going to be in a lot of ways. I don't know, man. I feel like to bridge that gap, you've got to they only not only have to be able to hit the character. But I think in some way, at least in my opinion, you've also got to be able to take sort of like the style of acting of the previous person and come somewhere close to it to where even if that's not your style, you can kind of merge away from like merge into that and kind of branch off and it not be too big of like a of a difference. Maybe even like visually having enough of a close of of enough of an appearance. And there's a lot of like bullet points I feel like you've got to hit to do that. Well, um, what's his name from um Dumbledore from the the Harry Potter like that was a good example example. to me I feel like I love the previous actor too he was great loved that guy he is amazing actor but you know it was it was tricky man like they pulled it off though they definitely pulled it off definitely because he did the first what two or three before he passed yes and then it moved on and mm-hmm. it still went on and each movie became more and more successful than the previous ones. Yeah. And he was, you know, I, I also look at that though. He wasn't necessarily a main character. He was a secondary character who was very important to the overall story, mm-hmm. but he wasn't one of the four, you know what I mean? He wasn't right, true, or, true. Or, or Harry Potter. Cause I Fair. also look, they did a lot of that. There's a, uh, the mountain in game of Thrones. There was three different actors who played the mountain for the first few seasons until Hathgore, whatever his name is, became the mountain. And then there was also the guy who played uh, her lover. uh, uh, I forget. It was a long haired guy in like second season. Yeah. It's like a mercenary. And then it changed his other guy. Like the second guy a lot better too. Right. But he was on orphan black and then they poached him from orphan black to come be on game of thrones i mean it's happened show. with secondary characters yes orphan black was amazing but show, i don't yeah. i can't think because even like um i'm thinking sense eight um did a major recast with one of the main characters in the second season because during the table read the actor started having some major conflicts with with lana um and just said um i think he got fired if i'm not mistaken or he left whatever there was creative differences and they recast that character and i thought the guy who they got to replace him did a great job but it was also very jarring like binge watching season one and then coming into season two and suddenly having a brand new actor playing that that one of those characters it was like hang on a second what and if you didn't know what had happened behind the scenes i feel like that's one of those things where you just kind of be like wait what hang on um yeah 
Mm-hmm. I did because, not know that gun tag. Wes Chatham, by the way. Sorry, I got sidetracked now because he's throwing expand right. stuff in there. The, the season six, or the, the most recent season that I just watched, Amos, his character, Wes Chatham is a badass actor, and his character, Amos, had one of the coolest story arcs in the most recent season of the. I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but his right. character in this last re- last season was freaking amazing. <laughs> you know, you guys know my favorite actor that's played two major nerdy roles love this guy to death ian mckeller man yes dude dude i love that guy that you know like i they couldn't have possibly found a better gandalf right and then he was freaking magneto and did a freaking fantastic yeah. job in that back in the day and just I imagine love that guy imagine they offered uh sean connery what was it like 20 20- percent of the gross or whatever to like come play and he was like i don't understand it <laughs> you know yeah 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 no, thanks. Jeez, and then ian mckellen comes in oh like oh, he, he killed it dude he really did um there's i think one of my favorite lines in all of the trilogy not it's not my only favorite line but his performance when frodo offers him the ring mm. and he just freaks out like don't get me frodo you know, yeah, that was you must understand. Weapon. I would wish to do good with the ring, and it's just like because then you see. Sorry, I'm gonna nerd out for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm totally yeah. sorry when I say this. So, but because you only get an inkling of what he's referring to, but then when Frodo offers the ring to Galadriel, and you actually see her transformance, and she says, you know, in the place of the Dark Lord, you would have a queen, you know, and and she does this transformation of going from this diminutive elven queen to this towering goddess of fire and lightning and it's like that's what gandalf was referring to like the power that that ring would give me would i could right all the wrongs of the world but in doing so i would remake the world in my image and i would therefore become a tyrant and become sauron himself and it's like i just love that that line when Ian McKellen delivers it. Oh, good. And, yeah. And then when Galadriel comes and shows it visually. And also there's the I'm gonna nerd out now. When he's <laughs> smoking the pipe in 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 Bilbo's house when Frodo comes back from the from the birthday party and he's just like puffing on his pipe and he's like riddles in the dark, you know, mm-hmm. and just like yes. 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 like kind of coughing a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> McKellen good, is a dude. badass. Ian McKellen is a badass. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, he's my favorite. Uh, you know, that is to me for the rest of my life, that's a wizard. Like, yes. yeah, that's dude. a freaking wizard. They yeah. nailed it. I agree 100%. Dude, show not us. Like, he just, he's subtle. It's, it's everything he does is subtle. And then you get to the bridge and he just slams a staff yeah. down and it's like globe of fire and fuck you, Balrog. You know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, and his scene where he came back as the white dude, <laughs> yeah, Epic. yeah, and, you know, yeah. like cheers in the theaters when that when that was a new movie. Like, what, dude? I love oh. Ian McKellar, dude. He's the best. He's really good. good he absolutely is a badass, dude. I got a little teary eyed just now. Just thinking that <laughs> yeah, those movies yeah. are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's so many there's so many lines in that movie that he recited um, in such a way that it was like exactly how you thought gandalf might have said it when you read it and it sticks with you for a long time like you can hear his voice in your head saying certain lines like man epic yeah christopher lee did a really good job as you know as a bad wizard though yeah the casting for that film overall i think was phenomenal Um, yeah 
Mm-hmm. Even there's a there's a part when um when when they're going up over the mountains mm-hmm. of collapse and the ring drops and Boromir picks it up and Sean Bean delivers that that where he's holding it up and he's like, you know, to think about you know, such a small thing, yep. blah blah blah. And it's like the way the ring is thinking, and then Aragorn puts his hand on his sword and he's like, give the ring back to Frodo, and you see him like waver for a mm-hmm. minute. Like he's yeah. feeling the power of the ring at that moment. It's like Sean Bean's one of those actors where it's like, I can't imagine another character playing Boromir with that level of gravitas, where it's like it's it's and I'm not gonna lie, by the way. I have watched those movies every year religiously at least once a year. I bawl my eyes out and cry like a baby at Boromir's death scene every fucking time because the way he delivers that line, he's like, you know, I would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my king. And it's just like, ah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just love when the behind the scenes stuff, when they're mm-hmm. talking about the shooting of that scene and it's like, they were literally like, cut, time to go to lunch, like right in the middle of it. And he's like, you got to go to lunch and come back and try to recreate, you know, the tears right. and everything. And I think that shows the level of what is what makes a professional actor at that point is the ability to be like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to go away and have lunch and we're going to come back and we're going to keep filming this horribly heart-wrenching scene um, that just kills everyone who watches it, or at least kills me every time I watch it. Man, dude. You, you actually had shared something on Heavy Rain. Uh, heavy oh, rain um, was this working on a Star Wars project? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a rumor. Um, rumor, yeah. Which I hope it's true because I a lot of people hate on them because the the creative director guy has gotten a little trouble in the past for supposedly being a little bit of a misogynist asshole and some other stuff. Um, never been proven anywhere. Um, but narratively speaking, uh, Detroit Beyond Human was for me one of the cool like my wife actually watched me play that game and it was funny because like six months later she Mm -hmm. referred back to it and i was like what the hell are you even talking like i don't even remember what game you're talking about and she's like yeah that scene when you're crawling out of the of this of the dumpster trash area and you're picking up the body parts to replace the ones you've lost i'm like oh you're talking about that android game and like it even stuck with her because it was such a cool narrative experience um because you're playing the multiple different characters and the thing that struck me about it was you can't go back so you can't quick save and replay you just have to play it out and there's so many hundreds of different variations based on your narrative choices and everything else i thought it was a really cool um game uh, detroit beyond uh, human and the rumor is that they are supposedly working on a star wars game which would be kind of cool yeah, because they know how to tell some good stories, man. Yeah, narratively speaking, they are a pretty awesome studio. I'm having a hard time. I was trying to look it up. I can't think of the game. I'm, I'm like 95% sure it was the same team. Uh, they might have had a different name, maybe. Uh, but they made a PlayStation 2 game. Mm-hmm. There it is, Indigo Prophecy, or mm-hmm. Fahrenheit, depending on where you where you live. But um, that was like their uh, first game, I believe, or at least their first commercially um, successful one. And um, that kind of started them down that path of like the way they do games and storytelling and stuff. And um, man, all their games honestly are awesome. Heavy Rain was freaking epic. Um, Indigo Prophecy was insane. Uh, you know, they they know how to tell a good story. I would love to see those guys be um, allowed to mess with the Star Wars franchise and tell a story in it. That would be fantastic. 
There was um also we got a we got a Mortal Online too. Now I, I had some people in our in my community here, some of my homies. I know that some of them are in chat right now. Got a new release date announcement. I know they recently did another stress test. Um, and some people in my own community were actually playing on that. This one though, right? They're pleased to announce we'll be releasing January twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. So they got a release date. And, yeah, I I, mm -hmm. I think the cool thing about that was um they just said fuck it, we're not doing early access. We're just we got enough. We're just going straight to launch. We're good, let's go. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a. I don't know enough about it because I'm not a huge PVPer. I have watched videos, and I gotta say, if 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 I was into PVP, God, Mortal Two looks freaking amazing. Yeah, like visually, it is nice. It looks amazing. It has all of these old school hardcore mm -hmm. elements, and I love—I literally love every single thing about the game that I've read and seen so far, except for the fact PvP. that it's hardcore PVP. And I'm like, yeah. no, and it's uh, hardcore yeah. PVP. Yeah, really yeah. hardcore. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is Ultima Online with really good 3d graphics it's about freaking time somebody tried to do it right like it mm -hmm. really is that really is what that game is yeah and uh, you know i mean even here you know psychophobic in in the community here he says like the delay is a good you know thing to polish for get early access crap and that's basically like the original uh october release is what they planned but they're like we're just gonna polish it off square the stuff away we got the data we're gonna launch in january look man i I've I've been on the fence with this one. I jumped in, I checked it out. Uh I didn't I didn't really kind of like the interaction with the players. And again, that doesn't mean it's not the game. That was just my experience in that cutout of time with those people those people. That was very specific. This isn't uh, you know, me dogging on the community around Mortal Online 2. Not at all. This is just talking about the one jump in, but visually, fuck man, that game. It looks it, good, it, yeah, dude. It's it it, it's it looks good, and I like the first person vibe too, because that gives me like when I played like Oblivion and some of those like Elder Scrolls games back in the day. Like there, were, when I play this this the standalone uh, Elder Scrolls game, like the the single player versions, uh, the games, not the online game. Um, when I jump in those and I run around, like whenever I go, like when I'm running around the world, I like to be in third person. But when I'm actually in the caves and the dungeons, I always win first person. That's funny because I, I only play those games in first person. Yeah. I never do third person. Yeah. Um, the MMORPG is the only time I've done third person in an ESO and an Elder Scrolls game. You can uh, play ESO in first person you can. too. It's a little tricky. I've done it many times. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, but you, you certainly can. They designed the game to be totally feasible in that It way. is. So Mortal Online, man, we got some games that are rising up. But speaking of rising up, so Titan Reach, we talked about this not too long ago. This is like very strange to me. Titan Reach, which we talked about previously, that it announced. I did that it rant was, a bit. <laughs> I'm, to you guys when I read that. It's cool, man. Yeah, you did rant. I but I'm just I'm, I'm presenting this fresh here. I didn't cover any videos on this or anything. <sighs> Real talk here. Apparently, it says Titan Reach has been fully funded. So they ran out of funding. They were going to make it a hobbyist game, right? Because they couldn't continue doing it. They ran out of funding. So they were going to, all people were going to get jobs. They were going to work their jobs. They were going to continue working on it in the capacity of hobby, hobby developers and keep the servers up and all that sort of stuff that was already up, which 
good on them. We talked about that. But this is strange. And I'm I'm curious too, because this person who announced it, so Unravel is the person in the Discord who made the announcement says I have some very exciting news. Titan Reach lost your audio, Sim. Oh sorry. Titan Reach has been fully funded. We are back, baby. Someone very kind has funded this whole game out of the kindness of his heart. No strings attached. It sounds too good to be true, but it's true. More details to come later this week, but thank you for being patient. Let's get this show back on the road. How much money is that? And someone fully funded it, and he says he, of his heart, so it sounds singular. And then, what? What is the deal here? What? Well, you know, so I want to say that I I dug into this just a little bit. Okay. Um, and what I learned was that they have apparently totally redone the game too. Like it's not even the same game. Um, uh, they redid the 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 map. Uh, they're called Glimmermore, um, and 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 changed all pretty much everything. So, um, hmm. it's they they've redone the entire game too. Like while they've been silent, um, and, and obviously if they're about to show it or what have you then obviously they had to have been doing it right. Like mm. um, during this darkness time or whatever. Um, so I think they were doing, like you said, they were, they didn't have a lot of funding. So they were just kind of doing it, moonlighting it uh, or whatever. And now they got funded. So now they're like, Oh, now we have the money we need to actually start investing full-time people into the project. That's what it appears like to me. Mm. I have a lot to say. So you're going to have to bear with me Let's here. Go. Um, this is there's another company recently who I'm not going to I'm not going to mention the name who made an announcement that we're fully funded mm. and got enough money to make it to launch and I don't think people understand I don't think these people know what fully funded really means in the grand scope <laughs> of things. Um in in regards to Titan Reach there's there's a few things that stand out as red flags to me. Um so we know for a fact cuz they talked about it when they were shutting down a couple right. months back or a month ago whatever it was. They said we had 14 members on the team, two of who are working for free, 12 of who were working for minimum wage, but they were working full time on the project and they were getting paid from the 200 and however many thousand dollars they raised on Kickstarter plus, you know, money that came in through founder packs. Um, so I would just like to do some simple math for everyone. I don't know what the minimum wage is in Australia, but let's just say it's, you know, let's here in the U.S. It's what seven twenty-five an hour, I think. Um, in most states, yeah. So seven twenty-five an hour times forty hours a week. Mm-hmm. Hang on, uh, I'm just doing this for the sake of uh, times forty hours a week times four weeks is that times twelve people is you need fourteen thousand dollars a month just to pay minimum wage staff. For you know, twelve people minimum wage in the United States, you need fourteen thousand. And, now, and let, me, not... let me just hop in real quick before you continue and say that sure. when you're making minimum wage, honestly, unless you live at home or have some really good situation where your finances are really low, you're skipping meals. That means yes. you're not you can't even afford to eat two times a day every day of the week. I just yeah, okay, it's, continue. it's not a rough... livable. No. It's not a livable income by no. any by any standard. Right. So right. I'm I'm making some assumptions here, but if you if you assume fourteen thousand dollars a month of um of burn rate, that doesn't include server costs, website costs, 
Um, somebody's saying in chat that yeah. Australian minimum wage is twenty dollars an hour. Oh, run that math real quick. <laughs> yeah, let's that's, do that. That's a, big, that's a big difference, right? Yeah, that's like, a huge difference. Twenty dollars an hour. That's gonna be that's gonna be roughly thirty k or so. Yeah, times forty hours in a week. It's gonna be thirty k a month. Yeah, times four. You do math better than I do. Um, yeah, that's forty thousand dollars a month. Um, so Ooh. you extrapolate that out. You know, you need four hundred sixty thousand dollars, not counting legal taxes. Um, take tax out of the equation. Legal, administrative, uh, accountant, server costs, everything. You need five hundred grand a year for a team of that size, right? So I'm crying bullshit. <laughs> about the no strings attached investor who just swooped in and yeah. gave them enough money to suddenly fully fund the game to launch. Because if you're talking fully fund, what do you mean? Do you mean you're only six months away from launch? Because if you still need a year, you need 500 grand. If you're paying minimum wage, like you said you were to a team of 12. So let's assume you're one year out from launch. Someone mm -hmm. just swooped in and gave you half a million fucking dollars, no strings attached. Right. I do not I buy that buy for a minute because no. no one out there is just going to give you half a million dollars without something in return in terms of, you know, a percentage or equity in the company or, or something. So that's the part that I don't, I don't believe that for an instant. Um, now it could be that someone came in and said, you know, Make a charitable donation. It's a tax write-off. Whatever. Here's a hundred grand. Sure. That could very well have happened. And maybe they only need another, you know, three to six months to get it out there. That's very realistic. But I also just find it very, very suspicious that someone would just give you no strings attached, hundreds of thousands of dollars because that's what it's going to take to fund a team of twelve people. Who were getting paid full-time wages so there's a whole bunch of stuff about that press release which makes no sense to me and and just no. it really makes me laugh because this is the second time that i've seen in recent months where you've had a team come out and said we're fully funded we got all the money we need and it's like i don't think you i don't think that i don't think fully funded means what you think it means because um fully funded to build an MMORPG is hundreds of thousands of dollars, especially when you're talking about six months to a year of work that still has to be done. Like you're talking about a game that's not going to come right. out until early 2022. So you've still got another eight months mm -hmm. of burn. If you're burning $40,000 a month. Ah. Yeah. I think, I think the right way to word it is the way that visionary rounds words it right. Where they're like, Yes, we're technically fully funded, and they always explain it all the way. They're like, what we mean by that is with the size of the team we have right now, which is really small, we could eventually make it to launch. But we need your support because we don't want it to take as long as it would take for just us to do what we want to do. Yeah. So the more money we put in the bank, we build up until we're like, okay, now we can afford uh, another person for however long it is they have planned for the game to take. And then the, that time shortens a little bit because then you add somebody to the to the board. That's why they don't talk about release dates right. or launch dates because it depends on the size of the team. But they won't add to the team until they have enough money in the bank to get to that date. You, you see what I'm saying? So Which is that a is a smart, smart way, way. Yeah, that's a yeah. smart way to do it. Because the other thing I think that these companies who are fully funded, I think the big the big question mark here is what does that mean for the launch of your game? Right. 
because we all know how much it really takes to fund a team of, lot, man. you know, 10 to 15 people. So what, what that means in my mind is that the product you're going to be releasing to us, to us in the next six to eight months is going to be an inferior product that is very small compared to what had could have been built. Had you really had the full funding, you know, that say a triple a studio might have, or even a, a, a company that had gone out there and raised millions of dollars um i don't know it just threw up red flags for me and it gave me a big chuckle because i I just was thinking in my mind of the princess bride thing you know inconceivable funny you know what that means and i'm like (laughs) fully funded i don't think you know what that means really um because yeah no strings attached someone just giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm. the rest of it might make sense but that part of it right right there i don't believe that for a minute that's a personal opinion Uh, yeah it's personal opinion for me i don't i don't believe that either and i don't i don't i'm not saying it's not possible but when someone decides that they're going to back your game and and support it there's usually an expectation of something in return this is the vast majority of the of the cases you're going to encounter right people tend to want to return on their investment Right. Unless it's just some rich person who's like, I got so much money to throw away. 500,000 is nothing to me. And I'm somehow fascinated to the moon by what you're doing. And I just want you to get it done. Is it's it possible? a weird time, sure, but I don't buy it for a second. It's a weird time for somebody to make that assumption. Right. They went in the dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like a month ago. Yeah. yeah so it's like- right. Dude. So I, what? So unless it's a Nigerian prince, um, then I just probably not. <laughs> But what I what I will say is we're probably seeing a new uh, kind of uh, keyword that is probably going to be thrown around a lot now. Um, and these two companies we're talking about are kind of the pioneers of just yeah. throwing the word fully, fully funded, funded around. Because yeah. so, we're in an age of scam starters, so people are they're looking for a way to convince people like well, we're not we're legit see yeah we're not one of those yes. guys yes and this is the thing too because how many times have we seen this is and this is speculation my thoughts my belief this is i'm not accusing anyone of anything but the pattern with the scam starters these games that i believe to be scam starters is they model their dialogue and their rhetoric around what other people are doing that's successful, right? Yeah. With these absolutes or and fully funded, I think of a game that is fully funded that we know is legit. And that's Ashes of Creation because the guy at the top that created the damn thing had the money from the beginning. He retired before he was even 30. Or as a, you know, God of War Ragnarok. Thank, you know, exactly. AAA games. Yes. You know, those are fully funded. Sure. Right? Yeah, exactly. But for some game that you doesn't isn't triple a, isn't a triple A studio or the the actual person at the top of the chain isn't already wealthy enough to do it themselves anyway, when there are people that are specifically only funded by community. Ah, oh, come on, man! Like it's red flags all over the place, and you're and all the saying end. fully funded because you saw it work for some other somebody else. You know what I mean? You yeah. see the same dialogue yeah. and come on. And and in the Catch, end, I, I don't I don't even like that word. And let me I don't yeah. like fully funded because there's no such thing ever, right? True. There shouldn't be either. True. Because nothing's fully funded forever. World of Warcraft's not fully funded Fair. forever, right? Like True. nothing is. Uh, yep. You know, funding always is going to come for the community one day or another, right? So the community decides if an MMO is fully funded at all mm-hmm. times, even post launch. So 
I, I, I think they should, I don't know. I just don't think using that word is appropriate. In most cases, it used to be um, because it was just things were different back in the day where it meant like, hey, we've been given the funds needed to do this project by our publisher or by, you know, um, the company that obviously can afford to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But now with when you're talking about crowdfunding, it's like there's really just no such thing because even if you say, like, let's say my MMO Scamidia is coming out in um, uh, 2030, <laughs> uh, right? And it's like, so I get funding for my team to get to 2030. Cool. Except for here's the problem. Uh, there's going to be some bad things go down between now and then, right? Like it's going to cost mm. no matter what I plan for. Things are going to happen. There's going to be roadblocks. There's going to be issues. There's going to be horrible, horrendous, the worst things you could possibly imagine. And whatever I have planned is probably not going to work. Um Especially when we're not talking about AAA publisher or developer. We're talking here's about my favorite part. random people. If a game is fully funded, why do you need a pre-order store? Yeah. Exactly. That's always my favorite. Oh, you're fully funded, but you're still selling pre-orders and founder packs. And hang on a second. I thought you said you had enough money to get to, to launch. Like, mm. what? Hmm. So it's food for thought. Uh, that's that makes me chuckle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Titan Reach. It just all bunch of red flags for me. It's just and there, again, I don't know anything. So, do you guys remember that story they used to tell it in school? And it was about the guy who was hungry, and he went to the town, and he was trying to figure out a way to get to get his belly full. So he he got a pot of boiling water and told everybody he's going to make a rock soup. And people are like, you can't make a soup out of rock. He puts a rock in and he's like, mm, he tastes, he's like, oh, it needs a little salt. So somebody brings some salt and he keeps going and going until actually there's ingredients in there. But it's like, Oh my God, this guy did make a rock mm -hmm. soup. And it's like the rock had not crap to do with it. Right. That's kind of what developers are doing. Right. Like that's kind of what's happening is they're just like, yeah, we got it. We're good. And then, but if you want to well, yeah. go in a little into the pot, we'll, we'll be even better. And it's like, you know, Okay, you didn't have shit to begin with. We put the recipes in there, and now you now <laughs> hopefully you make it to the soup, right? True. I laugh and cry at the same time. That is a brilliant analogy to rock soup. That's man. good, dude. That's really good, <laughs> dude. I don't oh, know what to goodness. say. It, we're living in a time, man. But but here comes the boom because the hammer's dropping. The hammer's starting to drop on these on these entities, companies that are out to do what scams the scam starters i think justice is coming soon a little bit of justice from the freaking government you think it's US, gonna you think it's gonna put the kibosh on it is that what you think i think it's sure regulation coming yeah i how think much, regulations how, for sure mm -hmm. how much time would you say that somebody would have if they wanted to do an mmo say <laughs> called scamidia for example how long Ooh. How long until they cramp down and, <laughs> and, and put a kibosh to it? I'll tell you, you got yeah. maybe two years, Max. Okay. All right. Well, year guys, or I'm two. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be pretty busy. I don't know if I'll be able to join the show um, for the next couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> funny, dude. Money, man. I got to get fully funded, bitch. <laughs> like, Gamidia is my life. I got to make it work. I have to make the dream, the dream world of mine come to come to life. This dream world yeah. of mine is so important. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I think Scamidia really did. If this would have continued, I think that it really did predict the future of what MMOs were were headed for. I really think it did. You know where the game is nothing until you pay, and then you unlock <laughs> a loot box. It might be your UI. It might be it might be one mob. It might be one you know 
one little God, one little gate, you know, and you unlock the entire world through loot boxes. That was where we were headed for sure. There was a game that recently made an announcement that talked about how um, all their post-launch plans are based on the subscribers of their game um, voting on what they want them to develop next. Like, oh, you want these monsters? We'll do those for you, depending on if you pay. Oh, you want these zones? Well, if you pay, that's what we'll develop. So they've, there is a game that's kind of doing that in a sense, although it's not, not loot box related, though. Yeah. He's like, Nero's asking me, like, Simorg, what was the name of the Simorg. best, biggest Dark. game in the history of the world? I'm like, I don't know, man. I've like, I feel like I've read a few of those. Was it Star Gods? Was it Dream World? Was it, was it Fallen Steel or Bright Steel or <laughs> Dweedle Steel? I don't, I don't know, man. They, they all, they all are like the same pitch for the most part. So it's, you know, hard for me to keep track of them all, but. I don't know. I think maybe Star Gods because that one was like, you know, that was also the guy in California, allegedly, that was probably the same person that was involved in like a hate crime or something. Um, allegedly, uh, I still haven't but, confirmed but, it, but it seems like it's the same dude. I, it looks like it all aligns. Might be. I don't. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Dream World the guy? Am I getting confused? There's so many of them. Maybe I'm getting. It wasn't Dream World the guy whose <laughs> initial post was like, oh, my girlfriend left me. Yes. Life is yeah, that was the one. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> Plead for money I've maybe ever seen, dude. Like, come on, bro. Like, life hits you, man. It hit everybody. Like, yeah. he was whining about stuff that literally happened to everybody yeah. in the world. You know, like, yeah, you're one of uh, who who knows how many <laughs> to laugh yeah. though. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get clipped. That's actually the uh, we're we're at the end of our show today, friend. Oh, wow, and, dang. Yeah, it's been a it's been a hell of a show, and we've got some things to to mosey on over after the show we will not be continuing the live stream today today but um yeah, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> we'll we'll definitely be um on next week with some more stuff and things for episode 54 will be coming up we're soon right i know we're moving right on along man and uh we hit 100 i, I do a complete rebrand on the whole all the aesthetics and stuff so stay the course friends we're over halfway there and it's moving along quick that's for sure but gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains and where people can find you when you're not, you know, here on the show? Uh, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Renfail for all of my I'm doing more stuff there now. I'm doing book reviews and stuff. So you can head over there and then uh, all of our tabletop and point and click adventure game stuff is Patreon.com forward slash Renfail. And Nathan. Yeah, uh, you can find me on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash the Nathan Napalm, uh, and um, uh, real quick, I want to make an announcement. Uh, I see Vulcan there in the chat said, ooh, short. Guys, when our MMO comes out that we're all waiting for, uh, we're going to have to limit the show down to 15 minutes, so it's going to be really quick. <laughs> right. We'll have a lot. You know, we'll want to get back into our world again. Yeah, bullet points, yeah. It'll be like, this, <laughs> basically, the, a list of things that happen. We're going to tell you to go look it up on your own. Stop being lazy. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what yeah, we're going to do. Just drop the links. <laughs> read it. There you go. All right, we found these links for you. That's our show. See you later. Bye. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you imagine people be like, what a douche. What this guy submerge over here. Look at him. He's sold out, man. He doesn't care about the show anymore. He doesn't care about anybody anymore. All right, friends, look, we might be at the end of our show, but, uh, you know, uh, as always, got to give a big shout out to everybody who's here, joins us live, right? We'll be on next week, same time, 5 p.m. Thursdays. 
CDT here. Uh, we might be the end of the show, but look, we're always looking for more to join the party. Rants aplenty. And until next time, you all have a great night. Stay safe. Walk in the light and have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Night, everybody.